All right, we have been going through Jesus and culture, and this is the last session. But I want to just to just think about for a second and ask ourselves, how are we as Christians changing culture at all? I want to look at a couple pictures, and I want you to look at these pictures and tell me what is different the different things in these pictures, okay? So the first picture, the first image, all right? What is different? All right, what's different? The box, right? The box is clearly different, right? Because why? All of them are balls, all right? All of them are round, all of them are balls. That's what it is, all right? So the box is definitely different. The next picture. Who said banana? What is what is someone vote banana? Who voted banana? Who votes for something else? What do you vote for? Huh? You can one one different. All right. The actual, Drew, what do you think is different? What do you think is a different one? Huh? The watermelon is the difference. Because of the skin. Because of the skin, it is different, all right? Because, of, because you can peel the banana, you can peel the orange, and the apple is very easy to, you can't just get a, you, you can't do it. So the watermelon was actually a different one. All right? Now this one, and I know this one's going to be, this is, I know y'all definitely going to get this one because I know the first thing y'all going to think when y'all see the next picture. All right. What a difference. All right. And I know what all y'all think, and y'all, y'all, you racist. But guess what? It had nothing to do with the black person. The girl in the lower, my left, she is from Europe. The rest of them are Americans. How are you supposed to know that, right? All right? How are you supposed to know that, right? The, the point is, you're not, you can't really tell that. The only way you could tell is because, huh? The point of the matter, the, the point tonight is this. It's that just like that picture there, sometimes we as Christians just are in the same realm and no one knows the difference. All right? We see that girl, and like I said, I knew the first question was, the first thing was going to be, you racist because that girl is the darker complexion. But it had nothing to do with her. It had to do because that one girl is from Europe and the three of them are Americans. All right? Now, how do we, and tonight's topic is a call to holiness. There's a saying that many of you have heard before. In the world, but not of the world. These exact words don't appear in scripture, but 
They probably originated as a summary of the teachings in this passage that we can look at tonight. In this prayer, as Jesus prays, it's called the high priestly prayer. When Jesus, after the Lord's Supper, he has, um, you know, now he's going to pray. And actually, if you look in your Bible, this wasn't no, God is great, God is good, we thank you for this food, amen. This was a very nice and long prayer, and this had a lot of meaning in the prayer. I would challenge you sometime, when you have time, to look at this prayer in detail, because it is a very... Um, truth in there. So we need to, so Jesus says something that sheds a great deal of light on how he sees us. Jesus does not ask God to take his followers out of the world. Right now he's talking about his disciples. To the contrary, he asks God to keep them there. But look at what Jesus said when it came to what our lives should look like as we live and dwell in this world. Jesus asks God to sanctify his people, purify us, set us apart for his purpose. Jesus wants us to be in this world, but living a holy lives on a mission for God. This is the purpose Jesus desires for us to fill as we interact and engage in culture. You know, as you all know, um, last week, our country had a, probably the biggest devastation on record that we've ever had. Hurricane, not joking, or whatever. Walking, all right? All right? We know... That was a big devastation. And I want to, you know, for me, I got to thinking. Because, and I know that, you know, we look at everything and we see all these people in our, our, um, our islands coming up and stepping to the plate, starting these GoFundMes and starting to, to um, have food go out into these different cultures and um, different islands. And a question came to me. What is the church doing? What is us as believers doing? Not just as we think of the hurricane, but what are we doing on this earth? What are we doing? Are we any different in the world at all? Or do we just fit in just like how those girls fit in? John chapter 17, like I said, this is part of a prayer that Jesus is praying. And I want us to look at this and, and, and really understand what Jesus is saying. And, and like I said, like he said early in the introduction, Jesus never prayed to come out of this world. He didn't say, dear God, my Father, please, as I leave, I'm, and as we know, Jesus is getting ready to be what? Crucified. He didn't say, all right, I'm going now. Take my followers too. No, he said, you know what? My followers, they have a purpose. They have a purpose on this earth, and we need to recognize, just as he prayed there, this is for us. What are we doing? Are we as followers standing up? And this is what it says. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Let me ask a question. Have you ever been persecuted in this world for, um, for your faith? Has anyone in this right here, as we think of, you know, we think of China, and we think of all these places that they have to go underground where they can't worship freely in a church like this. Has anyone ever been that way? Anyone ever been challenged like that? No, right? 
No one's ever had a gun point to their head and say, hey, you accept Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus? Bam, no. No one's never had that here. You know, in the United States right now, they've actually had um, two shootings, two different campuses in the last week. Um, last night was another one. The week before in Oregon, I think it was, it was Oregon, that this was basically based on, from what I read and said, because of people being a Christian. We know Columbine many years ago. Some of you probably weren't even born yet. How many of y'all was born in 1999? All right, some of you were, all right. But you don't know the story, right? Columbine High School where the trench coat mafia guys came there and put a gun to these people's head and said, do you know Jesus as your savior? And if you say yes, I'm going to blow your head off. I'm going to kill you. We don't face that type of persecution. But yet, you know what we do? We deny Jesus every day. Because when we have the opportunity to stand up for him in our culture, when everyone else over here is doing their own thing, we just try to fit in with them. We want to be popular. We want to be with the crowd. What did Jesus pray for us to be? He prayed for us to be in this world. And he said in verse 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not the world just as I am not the world. Did Jesus ever say in that passage that it's going to be easy as a Christian? Did he tell you that if you become a Christian, you'll get some money tonight? You'll be rich. You'll be healed. Did he ever tell you that? No. The Bible is clear that you know what happens when you become a Christian? Suffering coming. Hard times are coming in the sense of you're going to face persecution. You see, for us in this room, and I want you to ask yourself, and we're going to look a little bit at that more in the small groups. I want you to ask yourself this question. Does you like me? Does everyone like me? You know the question, and some of you shook your head, yes. And you know what? Everyone shouldn't like you. Because if they, everyone likes you, you know what that means? You're not living your life for Christ like you should as a believer. Everybody's not going to like you. Because if you stand up for Christ, the world is going to hate you. The world is not going to want nothing to do with you. It's going to come on you. It's going to make stories about you. And all these things. You know, I know being your age is, is a hard thing. I know that you have peer pressure and you, um, you know, you give into it so much. But you know what, as a believer, we got to make the unpopular decisions at times. And when I say unpopular, I'm talking about what the world would expect us to do and what, we sh what the world wants us to do. We got to do the exact opposite. Remember Joseph? I respect Joseph, you know, so much. Not Joseph, the earthly father, but Joseph, the technicolor dream coat with a nice coat. I mean, let's be honest. Potiphar's wife, she was dropped dead. She, she looked good. If there, was a, if there was a scale, probably one to 10, she was 11. She was 11. You know, she looked good. She made passes at Joseph over and over. 
Come on, man. No one ain't going to know. You know, I ain't going to tell no one. Let's go, you know. Come lay with me. Come be with me. To the point where Joseph's clothes was in her hands. You know, some of you, you know, you got a little smirk on your face and all that. We can't even go on a computer sometimes without looking at pornographic um, videos and different things and pictures. But here it is. Joseph said, you know what? Boy, I, you know, Joseph didn't say, let me, you know, I get as close as I want. I'm going to do what I want. You know, we, you know I'm going to go all the way. I get, you know, what did Joseph do? My boy run. He run quick and leave all the clothes right there. I mean, my boy was probably naked. He was naked running down the road. He left everything there. But what happened to Joseph? What happened to Joseph after that? He got thrown into prison. But, then Joseph, but Joseph did the right thing. You know, here it is. I, you know, and, and, and as Joseph, I would be thinking, in a sense, but Joseph didn't think that way. But for me, I'll be honest with you, I'd be thinking, hey, I'm trying to live for God. Why did this happen to me? I mean, here it is. I ran. I, you know, my boy probably sprinted faster than Usain Bolt. He got out of there. But yet, what do we notice? We, we see this, the steps in Joseph's life. God had a purpose for Joseph. What did Joseph say at the end? You remember? Anyone remember what Joseph said? Anyone know? What people, in a sense, and I'll sum it up, what may have been looking as for evil, God did it for my good. All of this, God did for him because God had a purpose in everything he did. It's just like us, me and you as believers. You know, there are times, and I can be honest with you as a believer, sometimes I look at people in the world and think to myself, man, I wish I had money like them. Man, I wish I had this thing and that thing. But you know what? I could have that stuff, but I definitely still now be satisfied. Because if I don't have Christ, what, what do I have? Here it is, verse 17. He says this, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So how do we as believers stay grounded in this world? When the world is putting everything at us, throwing the pressures at us, how do we stay true through God's word? We got to study this thing. We got to study this book. This is what's going to help us in our battles. You know, I couldn't, honestly, to be honest with you, this, I mean, like I said, during this storm, and I mean, like I said, Nassau, we, don't, we didn't get nothing. But for me, I, I imagined and I thought to myself, you know, God, what if I lived in these southern islands where everything was gone? My house, my clothes, everything just wiped out. I had nothing. Would I be satisfied in Christ? Would Christ be enough for me? I think too many times we got to understand that we have so much 
We have so much struggles that we go through. And if we don't have Christ, what hope do we have? We have no hope. None whatsoever. He goes on and he, and he, and he says and concludes in this passage that we're going to look at tonight. And you sent me into the world so that I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. What does sanctify mean? What does it mean to be sanctified? Y'all don't know? Huh? Clean. Purify. Holy. Set apart. Different. You know, I want them to go in this world. I want them to make a difference. What are you doing? If I had to ask you tonight and I had to take a hand and say, raise your hand if you're a believer, and the hands went up, the next question would be, what difference are you making for God in your school? What difference are you making for Christ wherever you go? You know, some of you on sports teams, and I know what it's like to be on sports teams, and, you know, you just go to the guys, and the guys crack a joke about this person, that person, and you just in there, ha, 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 yeah, that's true, you know. You don't say nothing. You don't crack a joke. You don't say nothing bad about the person, but you know what you're doing? You're right there with them. You're laughing with them. They're making fun of this guy over here. You see, we got to be different. In this culture, the only difference that's going to happen, it's going to happen with us who call ourselves believers. That's the only thing that's going to make a difference. And Jesus prayed that we would make the difference in this world. He prayed that we would be set apart you see, too many times we want to fit in. You know, we want to fit in as close as we can. You know, we started off this, this series when I had a couple of you guys come up here in jogger pants. And, you know, that's the style with the, what we are in now. Even though I don't have no jogger pants, I don't think they'll really suit me. I don't think so. No way. You don't think I can pull it off, eh? But some people who had them on probably didn't pull them off either. So, uh, you know, anyway, I ain't saying that. But the question for us is this. What difference are you going to make? And we're called to holiness. What's going to happen? So tonight is in our small groups as we apply this. This is what we're going to look at tonight. What are the biggest challenges that you face in today's culture living for Christ? What is the biggest challenges that you face in today's culture living for Christ? Number two, have you been ever hated because you're a Christian? Has someone actually hated you because you're a Christian? They despise you because you're, you try your best to live for Christ. Or you believe in that Bible stuff? Number three, does everyone like you? Does everyone like you? Because if everyone likes you, then you're doing something wrong. Everyone cannot like you as a Christian. Because if everyone likes you, that means you're fitting right into the world. Fourthly, if you were put on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to find you guilty? If someone did not know you as a believer, and they just watched you and they observed you, would they, and they put you on a, a witness stand or, or a trial, would they find you guilty to be a Christian? Would they? And lastly, 
What changes do you need to make to be a more effective for Christ? You know, I would challenge you in your small groups as we look at this and as we conclude this series, ask yourself, what difference am I going to make in this culture? What am I going to do differently? Why am I trying to fit in so much? You see, you got to be like Joseph. You got to run. You got to run. You know, we, we talked about it before. You cannot live on the two sides of the fence. It's no way. You will hurt yourself. If you ain't going to never please everybody, who do you want to please? Do you want to please God? Or do you want to please your friends? Tonight in your small group, let's, let's be transparent. Let's be honest. All right? Let's really look into our lives and ask ourselves this question. What difference are we making? Father, we thank you for all you've done. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Father, we thank you for the example that you showed us. Father, even how you prayed for us. Father, we know that we need you. We know that you, you set the example for us. You sent your son, the perfect human being. Never sinned, but yet people hated him. Father, I pray that you'd help us to really recognize and understand in our lives the things that we need to do, the things that we need to change, and Father, how we need to be more on fire for you. And we thank you and praise you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.